so good to be in the house of the Lord this resurrection morning. I want to talk just for a, a few minutes on how the resurrection changed everything. How the resurrection changed everything. 33 AD, Jesus was here on earth, and 120 followers followed our Lord Jesus Christ. Not many, right? But today, millions and millions of people are following the Lord Jesus Christ. They believe in salvation, they believe in the resurrection, and they believe in miracles. And today, God has touched the world and is continually touching the world because of that great resurrection. Let's put it in perspective. Jesus never wrote a book. He never wrote a letter. Jesus Christ never wrote a hymn. But more hymns have been and more songs and praise and worship songs have been written by him. He never built a building, but more buildings has been built in honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is alive and well today. Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father for you and for me. Because the resurrection has provided life for you and for me. The first benefit of the good news of the, res the resurrection is I don't have to live with guilt and regret and shame in my life. I don't have to live with guilt. I don't have to live with shame. And I don't have to live with regret in my life. How many of you like me, so many times you carry the load of guilt, shame, and regret? Maybe it's the past, things that you've done, or things that you haven't done, or things you wish you had a did, or the sins that you have committed. And so this morning you're carrying all of this guilt, you're carrying all of this shame in your life, and all of these regrets. But Paul put it like this. Listen to the words of Paul. He said, I am a chief of sinners. He said, this guilt and this shame and these regrets, they keep taking over me. But Paul goes on to say, if God can forgive me of my sins, then he can forgive anyone of their sins of regret and shame in their life. And so many times we carry that load in our life. How many of you like me, if you would be honest this morning, that there's some guilt, there's some shame, and there's some regret in your life? And how many of you would say that the enemy keeps bringing that guilt, that shame, and that regret back up in your life, which hinders the Lord working in your life. But Isaiah chapter 53 says, it says it like this. All of us have sinned and strayed away like sheep. In other words, we've all gone our own way. We've all forgotten God. We've all let, let God, we've all left God at some time or another. We left God's path to follow our own paths. And our own ways. For the Bible says we all, listen to this, someone needs to hear this today. We all have sinned 
We all have come short of the glory of God. There's none in here that's more righteous than someone else because God didn't die for righteousness. He died for the sinner. For we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But listen to what Isaiah 53 says. Yet the Lord laid on him, Jesus Christ, all the guilt, and he laid on him all of the shame. Meaning, you don't have to carry the guilt, you don't have to carry the regret, you don't have to carry the shame of your past, or what maybe you did yesterday, because Jesus Christ carried all the guilt, all the shame, and all the regret when he went to the cross. So, instead of you like me at times, nailing my own self to the cross for my guilt, and my shame, and my regret, Let's allow Jesus Christ, over 2,000 years ago, he nailed that to the cross. The old hymn goes like this. Jesus paid it all. To him I owe it all. Sin hath left a crimson stain, but he washes me white as snow. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 says it like this. In Christ we are, let's say it together, set free. By the blood of the death, that's the crucifixion. And so we have been forgiven of our sins because of God's rich grace. Those are the two greatest benefits of the resurrection. Let's say it together. I am free and I am forgiven. Let's say it again. I am free and I am forgiven. Romans chapter 4, 25 puts it like this. Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins. And he was raised from the dead that resurrection morning to make us right with God. You can't make yourself right with God. No matter how hard you work to make yourself right with God, you can't make yourself right with God. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he forgave us of our sins, when he rose from the dead, it made us right, so say it together, right with God. Who the Son has set free, let's say it together, we are free indeed. Let's say that together again. Who the Son has set free, we are free indeed. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that lift some weight off of you and I, that we've been carrying around for so long that we feel like I talked to someone not long ago about coming to church, and they said, Pastor, I can't come to church. I, uh, I've, I've had an abortion, and I've, I've done this, and I've done that, and I don't feel like I can come to church. Church is where you belong. That's where the sinner belongs, in the house of God. And we had to realize as a, as a church and as a, as a body of believers, it's not the righteous, it's the sinner that he's calling to repentance. For we all, once again, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have these regrets and these shame on our life, but Jesus paid it all. And when he resurrected on the third day, it gave you and I a chance to live free. The second benefit of the good news of the resurrection is, I am unconditionally loved by God. 
I am unconditionally loved by God. I was raised in a strict Pentecostal home in a strict Pentecostal church, and I wouldn't take it for anything in the world. I tell this story. But I always at times felt like that I had to earn my way for my salvation. The less I sin, then God doesn't want us to sin. The less I do this or the less I do that, or the more I do this, or the more I do that, that God is going to love me more if I do more for Him, or if I do less for Him, He's going to love me less. Or if I sin, He's going to love me less. Or if I did this wrong, He's going to love me less. I come to set someone free Today, on this resurrection day, God loves you unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. It doesn't matter what you have done. Listen to the words out of my mouth. God loves you unconditionally. Let's give the Lord a hand. Because of God's love, it isn't based on who we are, but it's based on who He is. It's not on based on what you have done. It's based, listen, on what He has done. I love this about the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it's not a law. Remember the Old Testament? Jesus Christ said, I come to fulfill the law. And that was the law of love. The Bible says God is love. The only reason you're able to love and be loved, you were made in the image of God. You're not a slug. You're not a snail. You're not a bird. You're not one this one, one day and that the next. You were created in God's own image. That's why he loves you. After the resurrection, Christianity exploded. Why did it explode? Because it wasn't a message of fear. It wasn't a message of hate. It wasn't a message of anger. But listen, the message was a message of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. And I love the end of that verse. For God did not send his son into the world, listen to this, to condemn the world, but to save the world. We condemn our Self, we have others to condemn us, but there's nowhere in the Word of God that God says that I condemn you. Remember, He said, I don't condemn you, go sin no more. That is the message of love, that unconditional love. If you're here today and you feel like you've got to earn God's salvation, or if you feel like that you've committed this horrible sin, or you feel like there's no way that God can love me, I come to deposit in you today that there's no greater love. Let this ring in your ear. This is no greater love than the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's unconditionally. That frees me, Brother Wayne. That frees me to know that I'll probably do something this week that will not please the Lord. How about you? A few righteous here and none of sin come short of the glory of God, but the rest of us are probably going to do something wrong, okay? Probably. 
Well, we all sin. We sinned in the past. It's a good chance we're going to sin this week. But because of the cross, because of the blood he shed at Calvary, my past is forgiven. My now is forgiven. And whatever I do in the future is forgiven. Why? It's because of his unconditional love. Let's get religion out of the way. Let's pull Jesus Christ to the forefront of his unconditional love. The third benefit of the good news of the resurrection is I get to live with the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. The night before Jesus goes to the cross, he brings his inner circle together. You know, James and John and Peter and crazy Peter and all these guys that don't have it all together. And he says, Jesus tells them, I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to hang on the cross. I'm coming back to life again. And after 40 days, it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit to help you live this Christian life. Guess what? Guess what? They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it. But after the resurrection, later after the resurrection, he tells them, don't you dare try to live this Christian life alone. Don't you dare, well, it might not have been the words of Jesus, don't dare, but he said, don't live this Christian life alone. Now, how many of you like me? Come on, that you tried to live this Christian life alone. Or again, few righteous here, okay? How many of you like me that you tried to live this Christian life alone? Come on. Come on. We tried to do it on our own strength. What happens? Let's say it. Let's say it together. Big failure. Uh, big failure. And Jesus knew these guys were messed up anyway. He had walked with them for three and a half years. And they're, I believe they're more messed up when he gets ready to go to heaven than they were when he got them. So he says, okay, you 12 guys, you have messed up, or the 11, you have messed up, okay? But I tell you what, you can live this Christian life, but you can't do it alone. I come to tell somebody this morning, don't be like me at so many times in my life. I've tried to do it on my own, and I fail miserably. We fail miserably trying to do it on our own. Why doesn't ministry succeed at times? Because we tried to do it on our own. Why doesn't our life succeed at times? Because we try to do it on our own. The Christians were so contagious because they were not living on their own power anymore. They were living on the power of Almighty God. Jesus made it clear when he went back to heaven. He said, I'm sending, and I like to call him, this great Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, it'll change everything, guys. If you feel like you're at the end of your rope today, do you feel like giving up? Do you feel like you're running out of gas? Do you feel like you're running on empty? Do you feel like you're just running on fumes? Are you sick and tired of just being sick and tired? Come on. Are you tired of just being sick and tired? 
Maybe you're running on fumes today. See, God, listen, listen. God never intended for you to live this Christian life out of your own power. What happens when we try to live this Christian life out of our own power? When, when, we, when, we, you know, when we get up, we go up a little bit, then we start feeling religious, don't we? That we can do it on our own. That we can walk it out on our own to find ourselves doing nothing but failing again over and over and over. I come to diffuse in you today that it's the Holy Spirit's power living inside of you to help you walk out this Christian life. Can you say amen? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 through 20 said this, I pray that you will begin to understand how incredible this great power is to help those who believe. It is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. The power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is available to you and I on a daily basis. That is awesome. The same exact power that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead from is the same exact power that can live in me. You can tell your favorite basketball, football, hockey team didn't win. Listen, listen. The greatest power on earth is the Holy Spirit power living in you and I to live out this Christian life. You can do it and I can do it if we accept the Holy Spirit in our life. Let's give the Lord a hand. Do you know what we try to do with our Christian walk? God has forgiven us of that shame and regret. He's, he loves us unconditionally. He's done all that he can do. He went to the, they put him in the grave, and on the third day he rose. Do you know what the issue is with probably you and I know with me? We try to do it out of our own willpower. We try to live this Christian life out of our own will power. And God said that when Jesus comes back to sit at the right hand of the Father, I'm sending the Holy Spirit for you to live this Christian life. That's exciting to know that I don't have to do, I don't have to let works in my life to, to, to accomplish this and to accomplish that for God to give me the power to live this Christian life. That's exciting about the resurrection. The fourth thing is death is not the end. Death is not the end. They say in statistics that there's two things that people fear the most. Public speaking? Yes. Number two is death. Is there a real God when I die? What happens when I when I die. Some believe that when they die, there's nothing else. But I come this morning to tell you that because of the resurrection, you do not have to fear death any longer. 
Amen. Let me uh, put a special little note in here. Not to put a damper on Resurrection Day, but to bring truth to the light. Now, you do not know what hour, what day, what moment. This could be your last day. We have a precious sister of some friends here. The sheep went on vacation to Florida. She was going on a cruise. Everything seemed fine over halfway down there. She took her last breath. Thank God she knew the Lord, she knew the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God all of it was, was this earth. She just took a stepping stone into eternity. But thank God the eternity was heaven. But not all takes that step into heaven. Can I be truthful this morning? Some take that step into hell. And it's a real thing called hell. But this resurrection morning, we do not have to fear death. Now we all, including me, we all want to live a long life to see our family, see our kids grow up. To accomplish things. To have dreams in our life to get them accomplished. But we don't know. But Jesus Christ, listen, this is so, this is so powerful about the resurrection. Brother Wayne, I don't have to fear it anymore. For the Bible says in John 14, 12, Jesus says, Because I live, you are going to live also. Matthew chapter 12, verse 27 says, He is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. First Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 54 says, Then he will come about saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Praise the Lord. The good news is that death is not the end. Death is the stepping stone into eternity. We have this great hope that whether we go by the grave or we go by the rapture of the church, that one day we'll live again. Why? Because he has risen. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him. He is a live church, and the tomb is empty. Let's say it, let's say it together. The tomb is empty. Let's say it. He's alive. The tomb is is empty. Let's say it again. He is alive and the tomb is empty. Let's give the Lord a hand. It looks like I'm getting a little excited up here. Yelling a little bit. I am. Because I believe in this great resurrection. I stand behind this pulpit this morning with freedom in my spirit. I have been forgiven with unconditional love. And now I know that when God decides to take me home, whether by the rapture or the grave, that's just a step into eternity. And lastly, this leads us to the fifth and final point about Easter. Because of the resurrection, I can be certain if I'm a born-again Christian, 
that I'm going to heaven. Jeff, I can be certain that I'm going to heaven because of this resurrection power. I can be certain that I'm going to heaven. I don't have to go through this life wondering. I don't have to go through this life wondering if or if not I'm going to heaven because of this personal relationship that I have and a lot of you that have encountered with Jesus Christ, you are going to heaven. How many of you have loved ones in heaven? How many of you want to see those loved ones? Jesus Christ made it possible because of the resurrection. You're going to see your mom again. You're going to see your dad again. You're going to see your sister again. I had a little sister to die when she was just, just days old. The three of us, my brother and sister, we're going to get to see her. I got a dad over there that I love very much. I'm going to get to see him. Because, why, Pastor? It's because of one thing only, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's close our eyes as we close in prayer. As the band comes, praise God. For every head bowed and every eye closed today, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. You're sitting under the sound of my voice this morning. Are you certain that you're going to heaven? Are you certain that you know Christ? Are you certain? That your sins are under the blood. I want to echo again. Because of the cross. You don't have to carry that shame. You don't have to carry that regret. Anymore. Because of the resurrection. You are loved unconditionally. Get that stuff off of you. Where the enemy has tried to tell you that you have to work for God's love. Yes, you have failed. And yes, I have failed. And yes, you might have done wrong. Yes, I have done wrong. Yes, there's might have been you committed some great sins. But I have committed some great sins. But because of his unconditional love, I am forgiven this morning. And so are you. You don't have to live this Christian life alone because it's that great power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from that dead is going to give you that power to live this Christian life. John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus says, I am the only way, and I am the only truth, and I'm the life. That no one comes to the Father except through me. That's why Romans 10.9 says, For if we confess our sins with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. If we confess and believe in our heart that He raised Christ from the dead, He says, you're saved. 
on this beautiful resurrection morning. You'll leave this building and you'll go maybe to a loved one's, a mom or a dad or a restaurant, and you'll enjoy your family together today. And that's what God wants you to do. Enjoy your family because of the resurrection. You could do that. But before you leave this building, and I want to thank you again. You could have went to any church. You could have been anywhere else. But you chose to come to God's house. And I want to ask you this last question. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you know Him as your Savior? If you don't, with every head still bowed in reverence to the Lord and every eye closed, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, I do not know Jesus Christ as my Savior. Would you just slip it up quickly and put it back down? Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, man, I gave my life to the Lord, but I have not lived for the Lord. I ask Him to come in my heart, and little by little by little, I have faded away from His love. I once walked with God, but now I no longer walk with Him. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, will you pray for me? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. If you're here and you say, I don't have that power of the Holy Ghost working in my life for me to live this Christian life, would you slip up your hand too? Or maybe you say, Pastor, the Holy Spirit will fill me more and more to live this Christian life. Just lift up your hand. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask them to pick up the music a little bit and I'm going to ask you to stand. this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in the resurrection. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess all of my sins this morning. I ask you to cleanse me in your blood. I want to live for you the remaining days of my life. Come live in me with your power, with your resurrection power. Forgive me of all of my sins 
In Jesus' name we pray. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have a wonderful day in the Lord. Once again, thank you for coming to the house of the Lord.